Welcome. You're listening to Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite. I'm the risk manager here at Alps, and today I'm going to return to the uh, storytelling format. I have two stories that I'd like to share that I think uh, have some real, real value, uh, hopefully, to at least some of you. A number of years ago, I received a phone call from uh, a solo attorney, and uh, it was a very interesting conversation. You could tell at the outset um, that the attorney was, uh, for lack of a better word, troubled. And in short, he was calling to let me know that he was about to commit malpractice. And that kind of struck me as, as odd a little bit. You know, wait, the malpractice hasn't happened yet. You're, you're telling me you got... And, and you, you just kind of listen. And, uh, and what I learned was that he had reached a point in his career where he simply could not do anything else. He could make no more decisions. Just nothing left. And... He had a statute of limitations date that was about to run and was calling to let me know that he was going to walk out of his office and quit and never return uh, and just was giving us a heads up. Now, thankfully, uh, we were able to, you know, we can't send somebody out and, and, and take care of this, but we were able to work with a, a local bar and uh, have, uh, have that matter addressed. But this gentleman actually did, uh, shortly after hanging up the phone with me, walk out of the office, never return. He was done. And I can share, I've heard uh, that story or, or, or situations like this, I should say, uh, more than one or two times in my 22 years here at Alps. Um, it, this, this does happen from time to time. Now, a second story that I would like to share has to do with a small firm. And in this situation, we learned uh, through a, a number of claims, and I will fill you in a moment on that, but what basically happened, uh, one of the lawyers really reached a point similar to the attorney in the first story. Uh, he, he just got to a point where he, too, could not make any more decisions. Now, he didn't walk out. He didn't walk away, but he was unable to practice anymore. He enjoyed coming into the firm every day, was very uh, interactive and polite, enjoyed uh, visiting with staff, you know, having his cup of coffee in the morning uh, and visiting uh, with attorneys and just, you know, his normal self, or so it appeared. Unfortunately, as he was bringing in new clients, uh, and, and surprisingly, he still was uh, uh, bringing in a few clients. He was hiding files. Some were in the trunk of his car. Some were under the carpet. Some were behind, you know, uh, furniture in the office. Uh, he, he just couldn't make any more decisions, and he didn't know what else to do. Now, in that situation, I said we, we did have some claims arise out of that, and uh, actually... Uh, the number of claims went into the double digits as a result of this. And it's a small, my memory is, a, 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 I think, a four or five lawyer firm. Why do I want to talk about these stories or share these stories? 
You know, wellness, is, as I'm sure uh, most, if not all of you, are, are well aware, is, is a significant topic uh, in, uh, in the bar today. Um, there's an emphasis on well-being, and uh, I, I fully support it. But I, I want to share how failing to address the health issues that, uh, that can arise can lead to very, very uh, significant outcomes. And we really do need to take, take the topic seriously. You know, now, uh, impairments uh, we can broadly define. Uh, today I'm kind of focusing a bit here on depression. Uh, but, you know, there are all kinds of uh, impairments from, you know, burnout, stress, overwork, uh, alcoholism, chemical dependency, gambling addictions. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. But let me just share a couple of comments uh, based on these two stories and, and place it in the context of wellness and, and well-being. In the first situation, you know, for, you know, we, we have a solo attorney here, obviously, but, but I want to underscore, um, if, if you see someone who is feeling or, or I should say, uh, demonstrating some signs of depression, reach out to them. And if you are someone dealing with depression, please, please do not just sit and, and, and ignore the problem. And I do understand that, you know, we don't want to be labeled as uh, being weak or something like that. And, and I just think um, that that's not the experience of, of most people that, that, that reach out and, and try to deal with, with becoming healthy again and try to work through the problem, deal with the depression. But please understand, you know, thinking about the, the fallout in the second story, it, you know, d- depression, you know, we have fatigue, feeling worthless, helpless, you know, I, you know all those kinds of things, you know, the, sort of the normal stuff that people feel. But in, in some, it, it, it's not uncommon. You know, depression can lead to impaired concentration. It absolutely can lead to indecisiveness. A loss of interest and pleasure in in activities formerly enjoyed, you know, such as practicing law. Uh, insomnia is often uh, there, and in all of this, it adds up to poor judgment. So, failing to address, um, even if you're a, a solo and, and isolated from others, uh, can have some significant consequences, not only for you but for your clients. So, I, I encourage you to reach out, find a friend, a loved one, some support system. Heck, if you need to call me, and, and I'm here for you. Uh, we, we need to, to, to try to find a way to move forward for your best interest and the interest of your clients. In terms of the second story, I just want to share a, another sad um reality of what happened here and uh, fortunately I think it's not extremely common but I can say uh, this was not uh, by any means the first time I've ever come across a situation like this you know I shared that a number of claims came up as a result of uh, the, the attorney's depression and the firm's response was one of 
Alps, why are you penalizing us? We, when, as soon as we found out about the depression, got rid of the problem lawyer, and the rest of us did nothing wrong. Why are we being punished in terms of you know, the, the fallout of these claims? Uh, you know, obviously, deductibles are in play, uh, defense, losses, uh, you know, the, the normal things that happen in malpractice claims were in play here. And that struck me. You know, I, I did share uh, in many situations, you know, trying to deal with depression is, is something that is not shameful. And, and many times people uh, will step up and, and are supportive. But occasionally that doesn't happen. And I understand the conundrum there. And, and I, 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 I don't have the answer. But I do want to say, if any of you are ever find yourselves in a situation where you're dealing with a staff person or a fellow colleague who um, is depressed, the choice to say it, it's not our fault is, is absolutely the wrong choice. I mean, put yourself in the, in the shoes of the individual going through the, the, the difficult time. Is this how you would want to be treated? And please understand you know, when you form a firm, thinking about our ethical rules, 5.1, responsibilities of supervisory lawyers, managing partners, you know, uh, that rule. Uh, we are, it's, it's what I call the partner's keepers rule. We are our partner's keepers. We sink or swim together. And honestly, that's the way it should be. So I, I encourage you, you know, I, again, impairments are a significant source in terms of the underlying true cause of malpractice claims. They really are. You know, the industry doesn't track it. We'll sit here and say, okay, we track the date got blown, you know, whatever it might be. You know, it's, it's the what happened. We don't track the why. I'm telling you, I've been in this business for 22 years. This is one of the major whys that a significant number of claims happen. So we need to be sensitive. You know, our, our, our rules do not require us to be um, physicians and, and to be able to diagnose depression or to, to um, identify someone and, and say, you know, you do have a chemical addiction. You know, that, that's not our role. But in the context of depression, what can you look for? What can you think about? How how can you catch this early so that you don't ever find yourselves having to deal with multiple claims because depression went unrecognized, undiagnosed? You know, you cannot bury your head in the sand. You know, so be aware of just some of the warning signs. Depressed individuals often become isolated. Uh, they can become sarcastic or withdrawn. There may be sudden changes in behavior, such as absenteeism, loss of interest in family and friends, an increased need for sleep, the onset of insomnia, and, and sometimes you even see self-destructive behavior. Changes in appearance actually are also quite common. There could be a significant change in weight or a loss of interest in personal appearance. 
you know, and what quite severe, you know, obviously depression can, can lead to suicidal thoughts. And I, I will just take one brief aside and say, if, if someone, uh, you know, again, one of your, your, your peers at, at a firm or, or a, a staff member, if, if there's ever an expression of a suicidal thought, please take that very seriously and seek help immediately. Okay, particularly if there's any kind of plan expressed uh, or they start to give away possessions, take that very, very seriously. Get help. Help them get help. Okay, but at the end, I I, I guess my, my takeaway is depression really is a significant problem in our profession. I have worked with, talked with more lawyers struggling with depression than, than I ever thought I would uh, before I got into this. Um, it's not a mark of shame. It's not something that, that we should be shamed, uh, shameful in terms of feeling depressed. Uh, just please accept it for what it is it, it, it's a human being going struggling with life going through something difficult and th- that's be there that's be the support system to, to try to, to, to help uh, to, to have the the attorney uh, return if that's what he or she ultimately decides to do uh, to the practice and, and you know get back up and and, and go on full steam or perhaps, you know, they, they really have come to the point where they say, you know, this isn't for me, <laughs> and, and that's okay too, you know, so they, they, we, we help them exit gracefully and move on to, to bigger and better things, whatever that might mean for them. You know, I, I, I think in my mind, it's one of the hallmarks in terms of doing the kinds of things I'm, I'm talking about here of, of just being professional. That, that's, that's rise to the occasion and, and help our colleagues and help our peers and help ourselves if it's us that, that are struggling. Uh, th- there's no shame here. So those are my stories. Um, I'm just trying to, to do whatever I can in whatever small ways I am able to, to give a little hope and to, to just give a message um, you can get through this and that that we are our partner's keepers even if it's a solo down the street i mean after all we have a local community professional so that's my two cents for today folks i hope you found something of value out of uh, my brief uh, podcast here and if if you have uh, any questions concerns want to talk about this topic uh, a little bit more in depth or just need a little additional information, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would be happy to help in any way that I can. You may reach me at mbass at alpsinsurance.com or call our 800 number, 800-367-2577, and ask for Mark, the risk manager. Hey, it's been a pleasure. So long.